Meanwhile, in the What's on Joe Mind sauna and yoga center. Ooh. Now I'm going to punch my equipment. Okay. Okay. All right. Just so you knew what was going on. That's a segment <laughs> of the program we normally cut. <laughs> yeah. We edit that out usually. Yeah. <laughs> Just never seem to get quite the pop on the punchlines for that one. Ironically enough. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to What's on Joe Mind, special edition number 70. And you'll have to excuse the sound of my dishwasher going in the background, but you got to do this crap sometime. I'm Mike Irizarry. Um, I'm flying solo today, but I do have my guest here. This is the man behind the Ohio Toy and Comic Show and often spoke of legend of the program, Aaron Dietrich. Aaron, how are you today? <laughs> I mean, I believe that I'm often spoken of, but never as a legend. Right. Usually it's in a derogatory term, right? Well, you know, it, it's it's one of those where we're, we're kind of coming off of it now, because now that people will have actually heard you on the program, that kind of that takes yeah. away from that legend status a little bit. Now it you're take, a person. It, yeah, it takes... <laughs> now you're not, now you're not just yeah. some guy that we talk about. You're in, in hushed tones and, oh, well, you know, right, Dietrich said, right. no, no. It's now now people like no. can actually put a voice to it, and then it's like, what what the hell's going on here? He's just a person. Oh, he's a real person. Oh, we got to uh, stop talking about him now. Yeah. No, I'm good though. I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, no trouble, man. I'm I'm sorry it didn't happen sooner, but we we got waylaid by some actual news last week. Other than hey, we're making a movie, so we had to push you back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, which. Yeah, it's which is weird for us. Where it's one of those things where, like you said, aside from a few movie updates, and now out of the blue, we get the rumors of stuff and the the news that you guys had to announce last week. But for the most part, I missed it. I've had the flu for you know, which is another reason why we haven't been able to do this thing until now. And a lot of the news I've just read through, which sadly I haven't listened to your latest episode. That's forgivable. You for had the shame, trots. I, I know, <laughs> um, which it just it kind of put me back, and I've barely had a chance to talk about anything. But uh, and I've been so busy, I've got my convention coming up, which is one of the reasons why we're why I'm on. I believe either that or you're just bored and want to talk to me. Little column A, <laughs> little column B. <laughs> yeah, it's, but I mean, you know, we've been setting up for the Super Ohio Toy Show, which is one of two conventions that I put on, and that takes place February second like next week pretty much next weekend mm -hmm. uh same day as the big game uh for legal reasons i'm not allowed to say what big game or what's going on but i'm allowed to say the big game <laughs> yeah if the nfl's coming after us <laughs> yeah one they need something that, better to thing... do and two they're going to be really disappointed right i know it's like oh you mean you, we're going to come after a toy show that has about 800 people through the door all right yeah. <laughs> you know like they're going to sue me and it's for in damages. A holiday in. No. Uh, you know, hey, um, hey, Mike, we want everything in your savings account. And I'm like, you want both tens? <laughs> yeah, you want all double digits of it? All right. I'm a dozen air, I'll have you know. I know, right? But no, uh, like you said, 
just been super busy getting ready for that. Uh, we're kind of in crunch time right now where it's, I'm trying to dot all my I's and cross all my T's. Uh, we had a little fun snafu last week where I called the hotel just to make sure everything was up to snuff for the upcoming convention on February 2nd, the same day as the big game. Um, <laughs> so pl- plug the damn show. There you go. It's, it's, it's easy. My heart swells um, with pride. Yeah, I know. Where uh, I called the hotel and the girl that I've been working with for the past seven years no longer works there. Oh. Who was in charge of the banqueting hall. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, can I talk to Caitlin? And they're like, well, Caitlin doesn't work here anymore. And I was like, well, can you put whoever's in charge of banquet? And they're just like, well, we don't know who that is now. <laughs> Which, so apparently it's a, an early turnover. Like, nice. things just happened recently. Oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, all right then can I come in tomorrow morning and talk to anyone who's in charge? <laughs> you know, cause it's kind of like one of those things like, huh, hopefully I'm still in the system, yeah. which I was, thank God. But it was just something where, you know, I don't worry about it because I've signed contracts. I've got everything in place. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks ahead of time, I like to call just to make sure there's going to be enough tables or there's going to be enough chairs or, you know, just stupid stuff to make sure they've got it all. Yeah. And, finding out that the person that I've been dealing with for years on this is no longer employed with them. I, I, I either she moved on or I don't, you know, I didn't ask yeah. questions, but I did get to meet the new girl, Erica, who's in charge. Very nice. Took Everything was taken care of. There were no issues, but it was kind of just like one of those last minute snafus where you're just like, huh? All right, let's just <laughs> go with this. Then <laughs> see yeah. how things go. That moment where you feel your blood pressure jump up a little bit. Yeah, it was like, like I said, I called just a random afternoon. Just, oh, I better call the, you know, I think I was driving by it on uh, I-75. Just driving by and I said, oh, I better call them to make sure everything's okay. You know, just whatever. Make sure we're still good. And so, yeah, I had to deal with that, which was entertaining. But admittedly, this one is my smaller show. We've only got about 80 dealer tables. So all in all, we've got just shy of 50 dealers for this one. So as I, and I say, that's my smaller one. Cause we put the other one on in July, which is the one where you guys have always come and been guests for us, which has been hilarious. Not that you're our guest, but because we have such fun with you. It, it's, <laughs> it's like, again, Oh, look who we got again. It's a little <laughs> column A and a little column B. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. Right. When, right. When I said that, I was like, well, that, that came out like I'm laughing, like at them and not with them, which, you know, could be. <laughs> it's all right, man. Two bit slime show. Yeah. For this show, upcoming show, we've got some amazing dealers. Chris Neal and his toy department, which at least at this point is kind of crazy how big they've gotten in the past. They've been around for two years now. I know they're about to have their two-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. And all the crazy real celebrities and stuff that have acknowledged them. And yeah. like professional wrestlers go like regularly to their store. Yeah. It, you know, for them, that's kind of crazy. And because, I mean, basically we're drinking buddies. You know, and my cousin Kenny, who you've had on the show before, yes, is their internet guy. Like he runs eBay, he runs their Facebook, their Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's their internet basically guru. That you know, Chris doesn't do many shows aside from the big GI Joe conventions nationwide. But you know, he'll set up at mine, which is awesome. Just because you know, either because we're such good friends, or he knows I'll take Kenny away from him. No. <laughs> <laughs> You can't have my cousin anymore. No, that's you know where all the bodies are buried, man. That, that's really right, exactly. I can ruin you. No, <laughs> I'll break you, but, Neil. Uh, you know, 
Right. And then, you know, we've got Brian Kaufman, who's in the G.I. Joe community, not a small dealer. He's just a big guy all around. Most people confuse him and I. I don't know. You've, you've noticed that where we've gone to conventions and people have come up to me and called me Brian or called him Aaron. And it's just like just because we're oversized, bald guys with big beards, you think we all look alike, which we do. So. I, I guess at a certain point. See, I've I've known Kaufman now for over a decade and you for almost a decade. So right. Yeah, I, I guess I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't noticed it, but I guess I could see it. it. It's no different than people used to call me Gary. So that's true. Yeah. You've told me that where people have been like, hi, Gary. And you just wave and say hi. Yeah. You know, it's not worth correcting them. No. <laughs> You're just like, hello. You want to shout out, hey, shit, I'm Mike. But you can't do the that. The other guy, but right. Yeah, yeah. Let them and figure that out on their own. Half the time. Yep. Because you're never going to see him again. No. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, we've got those two big guns. We've got a lot of the local toy shops that are around the area, like Mike's Vintage Toys. Like I said, the toy department is one of them. CTS Promotions, which is the Columbus Toy Show, easily the biggest toy show in Ohio. James Ford, the guy who runs that, he's an old friend of mine from the, the mid-90s. Oh, wow. You know, he'll come and set up and promote. Noted author James Cavanaugh is always in attendance. <laughs> he shows up, you know, in some form or another. <laughs> like whooping cough. He's never really wares. dead. God bless him. Yeah, I love the guy to death. Indiana Joe's, which is actually the Midwest vendors for uh, Marauder Gunrunners, mm -hmm. will be there. And they'll have the entire World War II stuff for sale, all the brand new hotness that just came out. Oh, nice. You know, which I know we've had a lot of people ask about that. A handful of local comic shops just to, you know, I, I, I'm a big, big promoter of local businesses. I want the local guys there with me. A, because it just looks good to have reputable dealers, not just fly-by-night flea market guys, mm -hmm. but also because they put flyers in their, in their store. Sure. You know, yeah. they'll promote the show as well. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, we've just got a handful of other great dealers who they aren't handpicked, but a lot of them are, you know, mostly they're just friends of mine from the business. I mean, I've been doing this now for more than 20 years. Good and Lord. a lot of these guys, like I said, my, they just they're just really, really good friends who I've known for years and years and years. It's just like, yeah, let's let's do it. All right. 20 years. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I've been doing it since I was 12 uh, <laughs> as a, my, my dad used to, yeah, my dad used to take me to shows and I would sell, you know, cause he was a rare coin dealer. Yeah. Uh, always did that. So that was kind of like, I'd go with him and I'd take like a, a box of comics and some toys that I wasn't playing with and I'd sell them at his show and I'd make like 14 bucks. Oh, nice. And then when I got older and I could, you know, 16, 17, when I was in high school, I was driving the convention, setting up on my own. And so, I mean, really almost 30 years, which is kind of crazy how long I've been doing this. So, yeah, just, you know, with this college, put myself through college selling stuff on eBay. And when I graduated that, I just started doing everything full time. And now, you know, we do 40 toy shows a year. We travel all over the country. I put two of them on myself. It's fun, I guess. Couldn't see myself doing anything else. <laughs> At this point, it, it's it's almost too late if you could, really. 
<laughs> right. It's like well, I have no skills whatsoever other than identifying like G.I. Joe weapons, micronauts, you know, oh, that's a vintage Star Wars. Oh, that's one of the, you know, it's like, God, you put me in a real work situation. I'm done. <laughs> I have a very specific set of skills, you know, it's like. See an emergency as everybody goes filing back to the back of the accounting department. Aaron can't figure out right. his tie. He's choking himself again. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, <laughs> I went to a Catholic school. I know how to do a tie. Okay, yeah. To tie that thing for, yeah. So I, I had to tie one of those for years. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But, <laughs> you, you miss um, on the tie and your knuckles just automatically hurt. Th- that's what it is, yeah. The other big thing about the upcoming show on uh, February 2nd in Dayton, Ohio. The same day the as the same big day game? The big game. The big game, yep. We are premiering our exclusive Animal Warriors of the Kingdom figure, Tomon's the Bog Warrior, which is a green feline. Uh, and if you've ever seen the Animal Warriors of the Kingdom figures, they're basically anthropomorphic cat people or monkey people or just animal people. There's wolves. There's, I think, a raccoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was just one of them that we worked with them to do. And thank God it came in last month, so we were able to put it up as a show-exclusive kind of deal. And then that'll be for sale the next day at noon on our eBay page for people who couldn't attend the event. So we're looking forward to that. We've, we did two Animal Warriors of the Kingdom figures. We released one when they basically when they arrived from China just because I'm like, I need to recoup some funds. Mm-hmm. These were expensive, and I need money fast. <laughs> you know, So we, we, we put one up, which was uh, Orva the Raider. Mm-hmm. which was kind of our homage to the Pirate Lion Battle Beast, which that's actually sold very well, which we've only sold online. We haven't even started taking it to conventions because the toy season hasn't started this year. And uh, we were, were holding back about 200 of those just for you know the toy season. So our online sales are almost completely depleted in that department, which is wow. kind of crazy to me. They've sold that well. Yeah. So hopefully this other one that we're releasing next week does just as well. It doesn't have the allure of the, the whole battle beast, you know, which we knew that's why that one would be very popular is anyone who knows the white pirate, you know, the white lion with the, the eye patch and stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it did well in the battle beast groups. It did well in the he-man groups just because same thing. Transformer guys were buying it because of beast formers. So hopefully the second one has the same, popularity as the other of the first considering you're talking to an audience which i'm assuming is mostly gi joe fans what is the story behind the battle beast with the eye patch it was always my favorite battle beast it was one of those where when i talked to jason who ran the animal warriors of the kingdom and he and i met at a convention years ago in indiana kind of put the idea of like hey i want to be a retailer for you because at the time we were already selling boss fight studios figures we were selling other independent toy lines and it's like oh i want to be the independent toy line guy i want to start meeting all these people selling their products stuff like that and uh he approached me about doing an exclusive so he was like you design the figure he's like whatever you want just you know let me know and i'll paint one up for us and call it a day and me being a huge fan of battle beasts from you know 1987 and that being my favorite character and knowing, I was like, well, we have the cat head, we have the body, the, the armor, we have stuff. I was like, I can make this. So I was like, this is awesome. Kind of made him a, a crude, horrible MS paint, 
you know, with arrows <laughs> pointing. It's like this needs to be this color because I'm I'm I can't do Photoshop. I don't admittedly don't know how to do that. Same. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not going to hire someone out to do this stupid stuff. So it was like, you know, send him basically like, this is what I want. And he's like, I love it. You know, give me a couple days. I'll have something actually made up that looks like professional. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, awesome. And within that afternoon, he was like, I was so excited. I painted up a prototype. You know, like he did that pretty much immediately after I sent him kind of my notes of scribbles and and horrible penmanship and whatnot. So we made it, and at the time, it was right around when my father passed away, which is kind of crazy, which sucks, by the way. You know, the joke was he, he left me a little bit of money, and my mom was like, well, just use your, you know, that money to produce the figure. And my dad's name was Orv Dietrich, and we called the Battle Beast figure the Orva the Raider. So we kind of named it after my dad. And uh, as just kind of an homage. And that was the joke. It's like, well, oh, that's sweet. Why'd you do that? And I was like, oh, because he paid for it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I figure I got to, you know, give the guy, you know, give him a bone there. It's the right thing to do, right? Right. Yeah. And it, uh, you know, those who caught on, you know, it was funny because I guess like, you know, my cousin Kenny, he hadn't, he didn't even catch it. It was one of those things where we really didn't announce why we named it Orb of the Raider when we put it out originally. Yeah. And it wasn't until... I guess a couple of about a month after we'd premiered the figures at the last Joe con, we had the prototype, which that's how long we've been working on this whole thing. If that's, you know, a few years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think it was our friend, Scott, we call him Kokomo Scott, even though he doesn't live in Kokomo anymore. He now lives no. up in Detroit or something. Went yeah, to Kenny and was like, Oh, that's really cool. Aaron named it after his dad. And Kenny was like, Oh, that is uncle Orb. He goes, I had no idea, you know. <laughs> and then he came up, he goes, why didn't you tell me that? And I was like, I figured you'd catch on, you yeah. know. And so, you know, it was just kind of fun. And then if you, you know, you read the uh, the character overview of him, kind of like his file card, we have a couple of nods in there about my dad, you know, just stuff that only family members or someone close to him would have caught on. Yeah. So just, you know, just did something kind of fun like that. Of course, when it came in, my mom's like, where's mine? I need one. You know, and my whole family wanted one. So, <laughs> so I'm cool like, all right, guys, 25 a piece. Oh, come on. Family discount at 2350. Give them the 10% off, you know, 20, 22. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But we'll have him. We've got plenty of those still available, you know, at the Super Ohio Toy Show on February 2nd, the same day as the big game in Dayton, Ohio. The same day? So, same day as the big game. That is crazy. What game? I don't know. I'm not allowed to talk about. <laughs> yeah, know? no, they'll, they'll, they'll probably just send their Budweiser goons after us. <laughs> exactly. A Bud man's going to come get me. Is he still employed for them or did he get, you know, arrested for DD or something? Mm, maybe i mean they're they're funded yeah. by the dutch now so it's it's entirely possible right it's, it's entirely possible got that dutch money uh, so yeah like i said we've we've i've got a, a great little show coming up and then in july which is our bigger one we're moving to the ohio twin comic show which is our july show it's going to be july 11th this year moving to a bigger location adding more tables more room just we're excited for that one. We've got, you know, we've already got a few celebrities lined up with that one because with the July show, we want to try to have the whole, I don't know, like pop culture experience type of deal. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas our fe- our February show is toy show. It's just toy dealers. We're s- keep it simple. 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, you know, got to get out of there for the big game. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that one is like I call that my simple show. It's just the guys who show up. I I've known for years. I trust every single one. You know, it's one of those things like you've all done this before. Don't bug me. You've all got the same tables. Don't bug me. You know, it's like. <laughs> But the July show, which is the one where it gives me a headache and I have to fly celebrities in or get stuff figured out. But we've the ones we have is uh, which I'm I'm pretty sure I can say this, even though we weren't going to announce until the upcoming show. uh, The What's on Joe Mind crew will be there, as always. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Yeah, it's uh, as, as far as I know, you're you're the um, one show I have on the calendar right now, so I, yeah. I'm planning to be there. Yeah, don't, just... Good. We have Pixel Dan, the YouTube reviewer who's uh, pretty famous. He's Excellent. coming in. I met Dan earlier this year, and we had a blast together. And now I've seen him at a couple other conventions, and we have a lot of fun. I was I was actually on one of the his episodes when they were at Retro Toy Con in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He was forcing someone to buy toys from me, so I owe that guy. Dan, <laughs> Dan is good people. Put him on the payroll. <laughs> yeah. Of all things, I um, have I have shared a dealer table with Dan before. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, great guy. We've got John Anderson. He's an actor. He's he was at actually Joe Fest last year. Yes. But he was in Guardians of the Galaxy as one of the Ravagers. He's been in. Um, he's got a lot of walk on roles. He was in. Uh, Stranger Things, he's been in horror movies, just kind of like a famous extra, I guess is the best way to put it. And I, you know, again, I met him at Joe Fest two years ago, I think. And he's a huge G.I. Joe fan. Yes. So we just kind of hit it off and we've become really good friends. And it was one of those things where I was like, well, just come up to my show. I was like, come hang out for the weekend with us, you know, because again, when it's when these are my shows, I want my friends there. Sure. You know, that's always kind of been the whole thing. It's like, I just want my buddies to come in for the weekend, let all of us have a lot of fun together, and then call it a day. So he's coming up, which we're excited about. We've got a couple other stuff still in the works. We're trying to sign contracts with people, so we're not allowed to really talk about them. But we have a professional wrestler lined up who used to wrestle in the 90s, and he's still, he hasn't wrestled lately, maybe in the independent stuff, but he's, he's well known in the area, well known. He was WWE. He, he wrestled for ECW back in the early 2000s, so hopefully that all gets cleared up soon so we can have him, <laughs> you know, officially <laughs> announced. Um, and we're still working on, like last year we had Morgan Lofting, who is an angel. I love her to death. Yes. Sweetest lady in the whole world. We're working with Slevworks, who is her company, mm-hmm. to hopefully bring in another 80s voice actor. I've got a couple that I really, really want to bring in. It's just figuring out money, you know, which is always the worst part about the whole thing where it's like, oh, let's, you know, do this, 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 and this. Yeah. Because flying them in in hotels, that's easy for me, but it's like, can we guarantee them they'll make X amount? So, yeah. So hopefully we'll have, we'll be announcing more of that in the coming weeks for our July show. And then that one will have, like I said, tons of vendors. You know, we specialize. I'm a toy guy, so I know toys. But we will have a lot of comic book dealers there. We've got a lot of comic artists coming in, local guys. We're in the works of getting some bigger name in the industry, comic artists and stuff like that, 
for July. I, I wish I could say more, but it's like it's we're in the talking phase, you yeah. know, where it's like I can't say, oh, we're, we're trying to get so-and-so and we're trying to get so-and-so. Because then when it doesn't happen, people are like, well, you mentioned on what's on Joe Mine that so-and-so, and it's like it didn't work out. Yeah, no, so. I mean, it's it's January 23rd. Having a guest list for a show right. in, in July is is a little crazy. And and sometimes we're, we're up to the ball. You know, we're on the ball, and uh, we've got stuff taken care of. You know, like last year we were able to announce we had, you know, Morgan Lofton coming. We, we were able to announce we had uh, certain people. I can say – well, no, I can't even say that. We're trying to have the same toy companies show up again this year. A lot of them are in the process of checking their schedule, making sure it works. They sure. all had a bla- – like last year we had Boss Fight Studios came. Dime Novel Legends came. God, who else did we have? Of course, Marauders is always going to be here because of the Midwest crew, the uh, Indiana Joes. Yeah. So we, we've – and I love the independent toys. So we've talked to them again. We want them all to come back. That's probably going to happen. I can, I guess, I can officially say that. <laughs> oh, that is. And then, cool. what's on your mind, of course? <laughs> Naturally, provided Naturally, we can, yeah. provided we can make the money work. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we got to sign those contracts. <laughs> Get a napkin out. We'll write something up real quick. For real, is it? Here, real professional. Here, here's yeah. your table, funk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Works for me. We never know where we're going to put you, but we'll put you somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, just just so long as we're next to somebody who can keep us entertained. I've tried to make Podcast Alley a thing, but every year it just seems to be us and the infamous, so. Exactly, yeah. We're slowly. (laughs) I don't have any podcast. Yeah, those are all my podcast friends, you know. And then, well, I guess I've got McLeod, but he just wants to run around and buy stuff. Yeah, I I tried to have him over to do a segment, and I, like, we saw him setting up, and we never saw him again. Yeah, he's just. Yeah, he runs around like a madman. So what's the date on Ohio <laughs> Toy and Comic Show? Well, we'll start off first the Super Ohio Toy Show, which is February 2nd at Dayton, Ohio, at the I-675 Holiday Inn. That is February 2nd, the same day as the big game. So that's the one next weekend. Correct. Then the Ohio Toy and Comic Show is July 11th at the Wright State Nutter Center in Dayton, Fairborn, Ohio. Which that's a big arena that holds basketball games, football or uh, indoor football. They do concerts, they do stuff like that. So yeah, we're definitely from going from a holiday in ballroom to that. It's quite the jump in size. So we're excited. This will be the first time we're at the Nutter Center. We've outgrown that holiday. We yeah. have you know every year thousands of people show up for this little show, and I, I've always called it little. It's really not little, but it's just. It gets very crowded fast. Yeah, it's not little anymore. And, uh, right. So we're looking forward to having some space and expanding a little bit more and just kind of doing a little bit more than we've done before and, you know, more of a headache for me as well. So looking forward to all that. Yes. <laughs> well, of course. It's it's not a real show if you don't have a migraine afterwards. Right, right. And people are like, oh, what do you want to do now? I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah. F- five coil cons taught me that much. Yeah, it's just like, no, I'm done dealing with all you people. <laughs> you know? You're out, man. You're out. Don't you just... Yeah. I don't even, uh, even want to see you people when I eat dinner. All of you get out. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, and that's the worst part, because with these, you know, a lot of my... Everyone's in town, friends who I haven't seen, they're all, they all want to hang out. And, you know, the night before, like, we always fly in uh, Joe 
and her boyfriend Wes, you know, and it's like they want to hang out and do stuff. And I'm like, I have to go work. I have to yeah. go set up. I have to go, do, you know, do this, this, and this. And then after the show, it's like, oh, what do you guys want to do? And I'm like, I'm tired. <laughs> I didn't get to play in a costume all day. I'm exhausted. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and I love the death. It's just usually I'm just always so tired. Or like, you know, Chris and uh, Kate, Chris McLeod and Kate, his lovely wife, will come in. And it is the same thing. It's like we're nonstop trying to hang out with all of our friends while I'm trying to put a convention on. And I love it to death, and I, I wouldn't change a thing about it. You know, I'll do it every time and just wear myself out, and then I'll sleep for four days. But uh, I guess that's all part of the allure, doing this. <laughs> allure in quotes. Right, exactly. Thankfully, I've got a really good team, though. You know, like Kenny, my cousin Kenny, he'll run my booth for me while yes. I'm running around with my head cut off like a chicken through the entire weekend. You know, my mom is always there. She's always running the, she's in charge of money. That's basically her job. Mm. She runs the front admissions table and doesn't let anyone, you know, barks orders at everyone. You know, Sarah's there to help me kind of just keep me calm down. <laughs> you know, so, so she's in charge of scotch, but is basically what it is. Right. That's kind of it. It's like, I need a drink. You know? <laughs> but uh, no, things, you know, like I said, it's it, after this, this is our. God, has it been seven years that I've been doing these shows now? Yeah, seven years. Yeah, That's sounds about crazy right. to me. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got it all figured out. It's just, like I said, my biggest worry right now is just moving to the new location and hoping that works, whereas the show on February 2nd, same day as the big game, I'm not even worried about. The one next weekend, I'll show up at 6.30 in the morning. My vendors will show up. We'll do a day of it. Call it. <laughs> Like I said, we've all done it so many times before. It's just second nature. That's 10 to 3. 10 to 3 at 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. No early admission, just because we don't want to do that. <laughs> that means I'd have to get there an hour earlier, and I don't want to. Yeah, no. But, yeah, it's at the Holiday Inn in uh, Fairborn, Ohio, 2800 Presidential Drive. I've driven to that building enough times that if I take my hands off the wheel of my car, that's where it drives. It'll It'll get there, yep. Yeah, because between goes. me and then, you know, we got the CoilCon guys using that one when they needed a place, which I think they just announced dates for this year. I don't know. The last year was really the, a comeback for, for CoilCon. It was nice to, to see people getting out for it. I, I really think that JoeCon not being around has stepped Helps. up the, yeah. you know, as much as I well, miss JoeCon, I, I really do. I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm coming down on JoeCon, but it, it's nice to at least have a window where you can get to some of these smaller shows and, and see yep. some of the, the different regional shows and, and not feel like you know, you're taken away from, from your vacation budget to, to get to the Right, and that's that's the thing. Like We set up at every single re – we try to set up at every single regional show. And that's one thing I've noticed is now the big show is gone, everyone's hitting these littler ones. And it's like everyone said, you know, we'd go to JoeCon – and again, this isn't a knock to JoeCon. This is, you know, but they would spend so much money on the exclusives and just every, you know, you'd go on Thursday night and go into the the club sales store mm -hmm. and drop a thousand dollars right off the bat, yeah, and then do it again the next night for more exclusives, yeah, you know, where and and that's what people said. It's like, well, with these little shows, we can take that two thousand dollars, spread it out, and actually travel to the little independent Joe conventions. And, and I'm seeing, you know, in the past two years, these little shows have grown exponentially, mm -hmm. you know, even AR this year, the, you know, out in Iowa was 
wonderful. You know, it was a, an amazing crowd for the show. Mm-hmm. Usually they get a couple hundred people, but I think they, I mean, it was packed. It yeah. was, and it, AR, I mean, and I love AR. AR, Brian puts on an amazing show out there. It was one of those was like, wow, we, we made a lot of money, which that's the show where we don't go to make money. We go just to hang out with friends and family, you know, Joe family mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But that one was like, wow, it was a very profitable weekend and we had an amazing time, you know? Yeah. And it is because these little shows are just blowing up. And, uh, you know, between that and Coil Con, the Kentuckiana show, uh, you know, of course, Joe Fest, we, we, we talk about independent shows, but Joe Fest is now the G.I. Joe show. And that one's huge. Yeah, I love I loved the little independent shows. Yeah, there's the, still that one in Dallas. There's still Joe Lana. Yep, yeah, the Fort Worth, uh, the Southern SoCal, SoCal. So- Southern California has a show that they that's amazing. Like, I, I've been trying to fly out to that one for years. Yeah. You know, basically mail a few boxes out to the guys who run the thing. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I don't have to cart figure out how i'd get my inventory out there but that's a long trip in the van yeah <laughs> a little a little too long i think i mean as far west as i go is iowa that's, that's pretty much it i'm like 10 hours and i'm good yeah it's good so, to have boundaries yeah what what was the year that that you went to JoeCon and didn't set up as a vendor that was uh denver denver because yeah. i didn't want to drive my inventory out there it was one of those like all right we're just going to have fun and, uh, yeah, I was staying out until six in the morning, waking up at like 1130 in the afternoon, <laughs> just kind of walking around, enjoying myself, talking to people, you know, it's like I'd leave the convention to go to lunch and come back. It was a weird experience. I got to go to panels, which yeah. I've never done before. Like in all the Joe cons I've ever been to, I've only ever set up as a vendor with Roma collectibles, my company you know, plug the damn company anyways. So yeah, like doing panels and stuff was neat, <laughs> you know, instead of people coming back, it's like, did you hear what's coming out this year? No, I've been standing here this whole time. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was watching tumbleweeds go by as everyone was else. was Right. In the well, ev- exactly. Yeah. It's like, I've been talking to the Marauder guys and I've been hanging out with Chris Neal's crew or I've been over here. Yeah. I remember we we were in a group that got lunch with you one day, and I remarked on how weird it was that to see you actually eating. Right. Oh, yeah, because at conventions, it's like quick bites or a bag of chips, and you starve all day. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yes, and like I said, that was a fun one just to hang out with people. And it was one of those where it's like, I don't have to go to bed, you know, <laughs> at like midnight <laughs> or two, you know. It's like, because there's been some conventions where, you know, we we've stayed out a little later than we should have and showed up the next morning a little hungover perhaps but uh yeah that was and that was like the year where it's like no I, oh the sun's up maybe i should think about hitting the hotel room <laughs> you know type <laughs> of deal get a quick two hours mm-hmm. in and and shower and yeah yeah because yeah, that was yeah that was the year where my cousin kenny he worked for chris and uh for chris neal so i remember one morning i was coming in when he was waking up <laughs> And I was like, I'll see you around one. <laughs> you know, have fun. <laughs> uh, Work. You were uh, you were keeping Kavanaugh hours, I believe is how we we tried it. That's what it out. was. Yeah, he and I. There was yeah, one night he and I went the distance. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was a fun show. I mean, I don't know if I'd ever like to do it again though, because admittedly there were parts of it where I was kind of bored. Yeah. You know, it, it was just kind of like, well, I've seen the floor. There's no panels going on. I've you know, so it was just like we were just walking around 
seeing who I could talk to and hang out with. Yeah. So there's weird yeah, stretches it, of it, downtime at those big shows. Right. Right. Whereas when I'm used to the hustle and bustle of being the vendor nonstop, people, you know, people coming up, talking, having a blast. And uh, I say I would never do it again, but I would. It was fun. But I do prefer the vendor aspect of it. So just because that's all I know. Dollar dollar bills, <laughs> y'all. That helps, too. Not going to lie that uh, I love Joe cons and I love Joe Joe conventions. But, yeah, the money helps the business. So we get to feed my dog when I come home. So yeah. that's always a plus. He's a big sweetie. He is. He's big, dumb, sweetie. <laughs> got a giant head. <laughs> it's huge. Oh my God! He's got a giant head in his mouth. That could put my like, you know how people like lion tamers? They can put their head in their mouths. Mm-hmm. I do that sometimes with him. He hates it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I imagine he really loves that. Um, yeah, that throws me entirely. Favorite yeah. things. Yeah, that's not one of his favorite <laughs> things. It's lion tamer, and he runs. Ah! Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'll send photos along with that with my exclusive story. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! The mind spins. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Dietrich, you got anything for the last round up here? Perhaps another round of the details of uh, the big, certainly big Ohio toy show coming up. The the Super Ohio Toy Show is February second in Dayton, Fairborn, Ohio, at the Holiday Inn. At the I-675 Holiday Inn, 2800 Presidential Drive, that's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., the same day as the big game. And then my other show in July is July 11th at the Wright State Nutter Center. And that one, I think the hours are probably 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Because that'll be with the bigger show. We want to have the longer hours and stuff like that. And uh, ironically, both locations are about a half a mile away from each other. Yes. You know, so so if you've ever been to the the Holiday Inn show, all you literally do is drive down the street less than half a mile and you'll run into the Nutter Center. It's the big, big building where there's a lot of cars parked out front. <laughs> yeah, you, you can see it from the it's front. It's just an arena. Yeah. Plenty of parking, plenty of parking. Flashing available. lights and oh, because no one will be there. Just you park right up front. You know? yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate this. Hey, this no, was fun. No worries, man. It, I, I feel bad because it took so long, but I, I, you know. No. Well, like I said, we've been, you know, I on my end, I've been swamped with stuff. And when you sent me the message, you want to be on it. I'm like, yeah, what day? I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you tell me and then I'll work around it. <laughs> That was kind of where I was at. You're like, Thursday at 4? Fantastic. Let's do that. All right. Yeah. Got to love flexibility. Yeah. My hours are almost on the weekend anymore. So during the week, sure, let's do some let's do some crap. That's and you know and that's me. Yeah, cuz I'm at shows on the weekend, so my my weekdays are when I have free time. So All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you very much. I guess until next time I hear from you. Absolutely, we'll my friend. There. Don't be a stranger. Yep, and I will. Uh, I'll be sure to, once this goes up, plug the damn show and post it on all of my social media outlets. Thank God somebody for you. You know, Thank somebody's got to do it. <laughs> God forbid. But there uh, he is, Aaron, Aaron Dietrich, super sponsor of What's on Joe Mind, and the Super Ohio Toy Show coming up on February second, same day as the big game, ten to three, Fairborn, Ohio. Be there. Or be cubic. Boo.
Oh, see, that's what happens. Can't think anything funnier than that, and that's what you're left with. No, and it works. That's the thing that got me to chuckle. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back with more in a few minutes. Thanks for sticking around. And welcome back, everybody. We are in segment two here of Special Edition 70. Guest for segment two is an old friend. It's Bobby Vala, founder of Action Force and the Valaverse as a whole. Bobby, how are you today? I'm great. Thank you, Ken, sir. How's 2020 treating you so far? Very well. Very well. I'm a fan of 2020 so far, but it is only uh, January 23rd, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it feels like I went to bed last night and it was still New Year's Day. So we're already three weeks in. Is this what getting old is, Bobby? Oh, man, you're telling me. All right. That's that's what I was afraid of. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, uh, astute listeners will remember that we did talk a little bit about Bobby in the last episode. We would have had you in, but the house was getting crowded and and we just didn't want to force anybody off. But I, I knew we would be talking to you soon about the Action Force crowd ox coming to an end. And we'll get to that in a second. But we did mention you in the last episode about some information with G.I. Joe and Jazzwares. And you used to be with Jazzwares, not with Jazzwares anymore, correct? Nope. Okay. Yes, so, that's correct. So if, if you could, you know, obviously you're not on the ins per se, and we certainly don't know. What's the deal with Hasbro's deal with Jazzwares concerning G.I. Joe? What do you know? When, when that all kind of came up, like, obviously people were reaching out to me like, what is this? And I saw it and I'm like, what is this? You know, and, you know, obviously people are going to, you know, go crazy and automatically think that, oh, Hasbro gave them the master toy license. They're going to be doing four inch figures because Jazzwares does Fortnite figures. And I kind of looked at it and I said, well, all right, I know everyone's going to go crazy. And well, maybe people will be a little more understanding about it. And like the articles that came out even said it didn't say anything about figures. It just said something about like accessories or secondary items, but still people lost their mind. Mm. And I was like, this is bad. This is bad because every time a Joe story hits, it kind of blows up and then people aren't spreading the information correctly. And I I think people just get off on tangents and uh, you know, I'm glad you're having me on to talk about it because I didn't know much at the time, but I also thought like, okay, well this, this isn't I didn't really think that it was real or if it was real, there really wasn't much to it just because I had worked there and I saw what they were doing with, you know, another brand of Hasbro's that they had. And it was kind of like the items that I knew Hasbro wouldn't do. Jazzwares was okay doing those items that made a little bit of money. Hasbro never just wants to make a little bit of money. They make want want to make a ton of money. So they'll only invest in, in something if they know it's gonna make a lot, a lot of money and move a lot of product. Uh, but Jazzwares is, it has built themselves on building up brands and licenses and taking the small stuff and developing it and, and, and getting the most they can out of it. So I said, all right, well, 
you know, someone needs to set the record straight on here. But it was kind of too late at that point. The internet blew up. Facebook blew up. Everyone said, they're doing four-inch figures. It's going to go crazy, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're going to do six-inch figures. They're going to do the six-inch and four-inch. Like, And I said, listen, people just stopped and thought, like, well, you know, you've heard me and Daryl and I think even Mark talk about it before. It's like the club didn't choose to not renew the Joe license. Hasbro chose to not renew the club's license. They don't want anyone working on their stuff. They just don't. They'll give someone scraps. But as far as master toy licenses go, they just don't give them up. So I knew that Jazz Wars would not be doing figures. So it was just a matter of, okay, well, what are they going to be doing? In the past, Jazz Wars done like, you know, alarm clocks and role playing and stuff like that. So I was like, all right, it's going to be maybe something related. But I ended up talking with someone I knew. And they were able to tell me they, they laughed because when I when I texted them, I said, hey, what is this? You know, you didn't give me a call. Like, I'm your guy if that's the case, you know. And uh, he said, I don't know where this came from. This was like a total kind of fabrication. Um, so they're involved with the Joe brand for something very, very minute, you know, and everyone will understand later when when it when it happens, like they'll say, oh, OK, that, that's so small. But they are in no way doing action figures for G.I. Joe. Like, they're just not. It's, so I don't know where this came out. I have an idea where it came out. I'm sure it was some retailer or some buyer got wind of something, and they're like, oh, look at this, and then got some clickbait out of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is your confirmation, and I hope that all the people on Facebook that lost their mind over Jazzwares doing 4-inch G.I. Joe listen to this and stop going crazy because they're not doing it. Firsthand, they are not doing it. Not doing Joe figures. So, as Mark said on on the last episode on on episode one twenty, mm-hmm. uh, if Hasbro was so hot to get four inch GI Joes out to the market, it probably would have happened somewhere in the last three years when there were no figures on the market. Yeah. At some yeah. point, you know, there there would have been something that came along, as opposed to when they might actually want to start making G.I. Joes themselves because of all the other multimedia tie-ins. Yep. Jazzwares, uh, not not doing G.I. Joe figures, and just glad you could nope. step in and shine the light on that and, and spell it out. We, we, I, I appreciate yep. your taking the time to do that, especially no when we're, we're here to plug your project. Hey, listen, it's, you know... I, I'm just, I just like coming on, talking to you, you know, I, you know, you I've said it before. I love this stuff. I'll talk. If you wanted to talk about Thundercats or, or something else, I'd be like, sure. Action force. Who cares? Let's talk about something else. <laughs> but you know me, it's like, I just love this whole industry and business and stuff like that. So I'll just, I'll talk about whatever, but you know, I'm glad that hopefully people will hear this and, and now know, you know, the, the, the truth of everything. Uh, I'm sure there's still going to be plenty of people out there saying, Oh, what does he know? He does. He doesn't work for them anywhere. Well, no, no. I know. I found out this information from Jazzwares. They're not doing Joe figures. So, you know, everyone just relax. <laughs> Who paid you off, Fala? Mm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because it's that important, you know. It, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's the best well, part. I, 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 I love the people that completely lose their minds. And, you know, I'm not going to pretend it, that, you know, G.I. Joe and toys and all that. They're important to me. I don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm, I'm not trying to be too cool for school here. 
But uh-huh. let's be, re- you know, let's also be reasonable <laughs> about this. They're toys. Let, let's relax. We're, we're applying adult style influence and forethought to things that they, you know, it just doesn't get that kind of planning. Uh, yep. We got we to gotta keep it all in perspective. 100%. So again, 100%. anyways, we are here to talk about the original six-inch military line. Ooh, I like the way that sounds. Look, Weber ain't the only guy here that's trained to do marketing. Okay, that's that's what I'm. I'll just throw that out there right now. <laughs> Somebody came up with noted author. Somebody <laughs> came up with plug the damn show. That's funny. I'm just saying the original one twelfth scale military action figure. I'm just saying it's out there and it's available. I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. I mean. You know, at the end of the day, if you really wanted to like nitpick about it, I'm sure they were working on it before I was working on it. I mean, granted, they were. It's like I was doing a six inch line when I was at Hasbro. So I hear that everyone, I did a six inch G.I. Joe line when I was at Hasbro. So that's another thing. Everyone's losing their mind over six inch Joes. They're really doing it. No, lots of people before me did it. I got further than anyone else. And then someone else took it over and they are, are now doing it. But it's like it was always kind of in the works. I just beat them to visually getting it out there because they may have been talking about it, having it in the works, working on it. But, you know, Hasbro, they keep everything secret until their big shows. Well, I beat them to it. I, I, I showed what it, what it could be. And they may be the first to shelf, but I was the first to market. So, you know, you're the first one to draw a dollar the- on it. So I'm going to give you credit on that one. Thanks. You are. Thanks. It, it's the original six-inch scale military action figure. The original. I put the awareness out there. <laughs> so, Bobby, uh, come the end of the month, come January 31, and today, for uh, reference for everybody listening, so you don't think you got more time than you do, today is January 23, so it's a little bit over a week before the end of the month. At the end of the month, your Crowdox closes for action force and this crowd ox is a means for your your kickstarter patrons and for anybody who may have missed the kickstarter to get in on action force so explain for folks how that works a little bit and then we can get into how they can they can increase an existing pledge you got it yeah so the kickstarter as you all know it uh you know it happened it funded but you know that ended in in november and then there's always that fulfillment kind of process where you finalize your order because Kickstarter doesn't let you just finalize it. You always have to use some secondary means of doing it. And a lot of other Kickstarters in the past, I think, have used Backerkit, which a lot of people are familiar with. But I was looking at a couple different companies and who offered the best thing. And I went with Crowdox, and it turned out to be a really smart I, you know, move to do that because I've gotten really great feedback about it. It was more economical for my project. And they're, they're just great to work with. And Crowdox is how you finalize your order. So basically, Kickstarter said, for instance, if you got the pledge where you chose four figures, well, you take your four-figure order, and it moves over to Crowdox, and Crowdox is where you actually choose your which four figures you want. And then also in there, it has all the add-ons available, so you can add on additional items to your previous pledge from Kickstarter. 
And then it's also open to individuals who maybe missed the Kickstarter. You can go into Crowdox and it's basically like you're doing a pre-order. You know, it's a little different than maybe other pre-orders because you actually have to pay uh, upfront for it. But it's all going towards the project and it's going towards unlocking things. So Crowdox is where everything will happen. And I've had it going on. Pretty much it went through December. And then I wanted to make sure because of the holidays to give people extra time. I gave them the whole entire month of January to add more items, you know, people coming into, you know, some extra Christmas money, things like that. Now we're coming down to the end. There's, you know, roughly, uh, I believe, eight days left to finalize your order. I've been sending out lots and lots of reminders on social media through Kickstarter. So, you know, there have been people that are just catching on like, well, where is this? How can I order? So I'm like, well, you only have a few days left. So here it is. And then there's still a lot of people that from Kickstarter that haven't finalized their order yet. And I've stressed in my updates and all my posts that if you do not finalize your order from Kickstarter by the 31st, that next day on the 1st, you will have generously donated your pledge to the Action Force project and you will not be receiving any items. So you must complete it. I don't want to, if I get any emails from anyone on the first saying, I missed it, I forgot to do it, that's where I'm going to have to say, sorry, dude, sorry, miss, but I sent out lots and lots of reminders, you missed it, you had two months to finalize your order, emails went out, updates went out, that sort of thing, you missed it, you missed it, so eight days left, make sure you get your orders in, I've, I even friends of mine, because I get to see the list, every day I look to see who has and hasn't finalized their order. I'm texting some of my friends like, dude, you didn't finalize your order yet. What are you waiting for? <laughs> so, I, I was you know, one of those people. Yes, I was a little, yeah, I you was were, a little yep, thrown on yep. that one. I sent, I sent you one just because it's like, I listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and send everyone a personal text message reminder because I don't have everyone's number. But, you know, my friends are obviously going to say, hey, you know, what's the deal? But, you know, listen, I'm sorry if, if, if you miss out on it and, you know, your order goes through and you don't get to pick your items. That's how, that's how it goes. Yeah. Plenty of time. So you have until the 31st. The 31st at midnight Eastern Standard Time, the Crowdox ordering will end. And that next day on the 1st, it's all over with. Yeah. So get your orders in while you can because it's almost over. I know, you know, there's a lot of people that have said like, oh, I'm just waiting for, you know, some, some extra funds to come in, but I'm, I'm planning on making a big order. I'm just, you know, waiting seeing what I want to put in. So, you know, I thank those people waiting that are going to put in big orders. I'm hoping, uh, you know, a lot more comes in that, that every bit that comes in helps the project. Hopefully, you know, the, the funding for eclipse will happen. I'm still 50, 50 on it right now. So we'll see. And you mentioned my, my next question there, how is the funding for eclipse doing to this point? You know, to be very honest, there's still a lot to go. There's still, I think on my last update, there was she still needs around 15000 to fund. I, I don't know. Uh, she can get a big push here in the next few days. Uh, I'm still mulling over if I'm going to end her early or, or let it go. Because if she doesn't fund, I'll need to refund everyone for their Eclipse order. But if, if she doesn't fund and everyone gets refunded, I want to give people time to, if they want to put those funds towards other items, mm. uh, they can do so. So 
each day I'm, I'm thinking about it more and more, you know, I could decide tomorrow that, Hey, you know what? She's too far off. I'm just going to end her and hold her off until next year and see how it goes. But, you know, I'm just trying to watch the numbers every day and see how it goes. You know, it's not just, you know, orders for Eclipse coming in that help her. It's people ordering other stuff, help, help get her close. Cause it's, it's the overall number. It's not just, you know, the, the orders for her figure. So, you know, I understand the people waiting, but, you know, every little bit helps get closer to her. So there's a chance she might not make it. There's a chance she will make it. So we'll, we'll see. But I'm always sending out updates. If by some chance I make a decision on her, you know, an update will go out immediately. Good deal. It's all we can ask, right? Yeah. Hey, I, you know, it was kind of one of those things where I said, let me put it out there. Test the waters. This this whole project has been about you know fan feedback and, and and testing things out and seeing what works better. And I know when I made the move during the Kickstarter to change the place of Karak and and the Swarm Trooper, people were so upset that I moved Karak further down. They're like, oh, I was waiting for that figure, but it proved to be a better move because the Swarm ended up bringing in more funds for the project. So, but then Karak ended up funding anyway. So it, that, that was a, the, the right move to make. I know it, you know, some people got upset, but at the end of the day, it was the right move to make. So putting Eclipse up ahead of the, you know, the, the one Riot Trooper and his gear, I thought was, all right, well, there's a lot of people asking for the female figures. Let me move Eclipse up and, and see. Let's just see what the reception is. And, but because it's, you know, it's a female figure that's an all-new body, it's a lot of mold you know, the other figures use some of the same parts. So you're, sure. you're more economical with your, your costing the female figure. Unfortunately, it's, it's all new molds. So that's why it's, it's such a big cost hit and why it's taking so much to get her funded. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it, if she doesn't get funded, then I can say, Hey, you know, we tried, we'll, we'll bring her out later on. You're giving it the shot. So it's exactly. Uh... The, exactly. the, the gamble worked once. Maybe it'll work a second time. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So let's say that you missed the Kickstarter and you've heard about Action Force afterwards. You are brand new in terms of funding. How do I go to CrowdOx and put in a new pledge? Basically, if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you can go to any one of my recent posts and the link to the CrowdOx pre-order page is there. So you could follow the link there. Um, I'll pull it up right now and give you the actual address if you want to do it that way. But it's always in, in my updates. It's in the, the bio of my Instagram account. It's very easy to get the link. So the actual link for it is app.crowdox.com slash projects slash action force slash valiverse and that will take you directly to the pre-order site and that will allow you to place a brand new order for someone who missed the kickstarter previously but like i said it's easy just to go into facebook by looking up me or looking up the valiverse page it's there instagram it's in my bio it's in all the posts that i do uh, there's plenty of people sharing the link as well. The fans have been great with that, helping people out. So it's easy to find it, very easy to find it. I'm sure if you 
go to Crowdox and maybe put in Valiverse or Action Force. It may come up, but try to find the link through Facebook or Instagram or go with the address that I gave out and you should be able to get there. If anyone has any issues, shoot me a message and I'll get you the link directly. Excellent. It's a real, the Crowdox itself, if you're ordering something new, it's real basic. Like when, once you get there, it's very, easy it's very, it's very straightforward. Yeah. Like I, I know there's sometimes there's some, some confusion on the Kickstarter sites themselves. Imagine if you haven't been to the Crowdox site yet, it is a stripped down version of, of the Kickstarter site. It is real easy to follow. Uh, basically, you see the, the pledge amount that you want on the right-hand side. On the left side, there's you know description of the project, basically. Uh, but on the right side, it's basically your, your pledge levels, and you click the big blue button for the one that you want, and then you fill out your information, and you go. Easy, easy peasy. Easy, easy. I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten anyone telling me it's been hard, so it's been good so far. So we so, see that... But it, like I said, if, you ha- if you're having any issues... I'm very accessible, so just shoot me a message, and I'll walk you through everything. I know I send out the updates reminding people, and I'm still getting people saying, oh, I don't know if I completed my order. I'm like, well, I'm glad you are following through with orders at your place. But, you know, I'm able to just go in and (laughs) and search people's uh, names and and find their orders and get them the answer that they could have found very easily. But, you know, if if you have any problems, just shoot me a message, and I'll help you out. Well, I mean, you have to understand the mentality of these Kickstarter projects there, Bobby. I know, I you know. know. You, you pledge, yeah. you, you, your money gets sent in, you wait two, three years in some cases, you forget what you order, and then it shows up someday and you're, you're happy again. Yep. So I don't, I don't think yep. people are used to this level of proactivity. I think it's a, a, <laughs> a great credit to you, but the, the lengths that you're going to keep people in the loop and and, and stoke the fires and keep everybody engaged. It, it's really, it, it's really, really cool. I'll tell you what, I'm, you know, now that everything is kind of kicked off with China, it's going to be nice to not have to worry about, you know, checking these numbers and sending out reminders and this and that. I really will only have to focus on the production aspect of it and keeping people up to date with, you know, how the production is going. Doing the first Kickstarter, then taking a small break, then rolling into the next Kickstarter and then, you know, two months worth of crowd ox. It's like a, a break will be nice, you know, just to be able to focus on producing these things. Because once Chinese New Year is over, we are cutting steel and we are we are ready to go. I'm going to head out to China in June oh, wow. to, you know, oversee some things and, and go out there for, you know, firsthand inspection. So I'm looking forward to all that. It's just a really, really exciting time. So it's all been great so far, but it'll be nice to kind of have a break from, uh, you know, a lot of this Crowdox Kickstarter stuff and, and get to just making toys. It's a lot of marketing for a design guy, Bobby. It is. It is. And that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, you know, you look at like, you know, Boss Fight, Four Horsemen. It's like, I got a team of people. You know, this is me. It's just me. Only me. You know, I'm hiring vendors to do some work for me. But as far as like the marketing aspect of it and, and, and all the designs, like this, that's that's all on me. So it's it's been a lot, you know, and, and I decided I was thinking like, oh, you know, I have to start getting, you know, the, the packaging specs ready. And then I have to, you know, do the packaging, like find a vendor, like a good artist for the packaging artwork. And I found a couple guys on Instagram 
And I thought to myself, I'm like, wait a second, this is my project. I can draw. Why don't I just do the packaging art? So I, I decided that instead of spending money, I'm going to do it. This is my project. I want to do the packaging art. So I want to draw my characters. So that I, I, I'm going to end up doing that. So it's like, you know, that's more work on myself. But it's also like the work I love to do. It's, it's good to get in front of the Cintiq and actually illustrate. So, you know, I'm also going to start doing the covers for the comics. So that's, you know, another another thing. So, you know, the work is never really over, but it'll be nice to kind of get to the more creative aspect of the work. Yeah. Plus you're saving valuable funds, which can then exactly. be rolled into the product even, even exactly. more. I'm like, well, why would I want someone else to draw the packaging art? I want to draw the packaging art. <laughs> I remember your just, figures, just your a, line, you draw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's my line. I just a quick segue into a funny Hasbro story just to give you an idea of the kind of people that work there. When I first got hired at Hasbro, I was working on an item and it, if any of you remember, it was the all-new X-Men Legends box set, Toys R Us exclusive. And it was the first Legends item I, I ever worked on. And, uh, you know, my head is on Iceman, which is cool. But I remember thinking, like, I was a young designer, and I was very enthusiastic. And I came in there, and I, I said, wow, you know, it would be cool, like, if I could illustrate the artwork on the box. And I just thought, like, hey, I'm, I'm in-house. I can, I can draw. I have a comic book illustration background. Maybe I could save the company some money. I can do, you know. So I, I, I asked my boss. I said, hey, is this okay? He goes, yes. I talked to the packaging manager. He said, oh, can I see your portfolio? He liked my work. And he goes, all right, let's see what we can do. But in reality, it rubbed him the wrong way that I was trying to do the packaging artwork. He looked at it like I was trying to take work away from them. And he went to not my manager, but my director and like threw me under the bus. Like, what is he doing trying to do our, our, our work? This is my team, blah, blah, blah. Total douchebag. Wow. And my director comes to me and goes, what are you doing trying to do packaging artwork? And I'm like, well, what's the problem? Like, I didn't see any problem with it. And he was like, yeah, you know, so-and-so. He's just, you know, a dick like that. And it was just funny. And it's like over the years, like, he's thrown me and many other people under the bus. He's just a douchebag like that. Like if there were just guys there that I just couldn't stand, he was one of those douchebags. He would always complain about how much work he had. And it was like, listen, I was there trying to help out and just be a part of the process. And he looked at it like stealing like his job and his, his work and like had to go and go to my director and try to like throw me under the bus. And I was, I just laughed out. I'm like, I was just trying to help out. Like, I thought it'd be fun. I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to, like, get anyone fired. Like, oh, if I could do this packaging artwork, I'm going to get this guy fired. No, I, like, just started there. It was just so silly. But that's the kind of people that you have working there. Like, just douchebags. Like, just total douchebags. And if there's a group of people that I miss from Hasbro, he is definitely not in it. Um, <laughs> you know? Yeah, the the big the big company corporate mentality can can really drive some people over the edge. I know, I know. And it's uh, like I would love to just say who he is and let people just hate on him, like I did with a certain individual on Mike and Fred's show. But eh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll spare the guy. He knows who he is and he knows what he does. So <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I, I know where you're say what you're saying. I used to work for a bank, and so believe me, it. 
ba- bankers are are by and large like the, the the folks that you see at your local branch they're generally great don't worry about them they're, mm-hmm. they're fine but when you get into the corporate levels of banking ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah i bet yeah i, I bet i, I can probably count on one hand the number of folks that I'm glad to have known from that world that worked on the corporate side of things. I hear you. And I was there long enough to pretty much get to meet them all. So, Bobby, when we closed on Kickstarter, where were you at in terms of dollar amount for your pledges? Final tally on Kickstarter was 130897 out of 99000 and then, you know, once CrowdOx opened, it flooded in and we unlocked things right away. It was like the Urban Trooper, Terax, Swarm. Like it was just one after another after another. It was it was great. I sent out a post sometime last week. I never actually showed every item available all in one spot. So I just mm-hmm. put a, a, an image together showing everything that's that was in the initial funding and everything that was unlocked. And it's you know, for a first year run, it's a pretty nice set of items. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten items, not counting Eclipse. So, wow, five, six. There's seven figures and three gear packs. So, I feel like that's that's a really nice starting run. I'm I'm really happy with it. They're great figures. It's a great first start, and uh, it's just gonna it's just gonna go up from here. Yeah, that's, so I'm really that's I'm really, really happy. Phenomenal. With it. That's a phenomenal assortment for a company yeah. with one full-time employee. Yeah. <laughs> now, the, the interesting thing is that I won't say what the actual number is right now, but, you know, the first Kickstarter, if anyone remembers what the original goal was, I believe it was $170,000. Something like that. Um, something like that. And it didn't fund. It didn't come anywhere near funding. However, between the Kickstarter and CrowdOx, that number has been well surpassed. It's kind of funny how that, the way you market something and the way you put something out uh, really has an effect on things and the things I changed up and the people I got on board to help market this as far as, you know, uh, YouTube reviewers, I think really made this project come together. uh, And I I owe them big time uh, helping get the word out there. You know, you guys, everyone I've done podcasts with helped get the word out there. It, it, it made this possible in a big way. Well, thank you, Bobby. I, I, I am happy to think that we had a small part of your success, but we mentioned it on the show. Uh, again, I, I said you hadn't listened to it just yet, but we were all proud of you because you, you took what had been, uh, what could have been viewed as a failure on a project that was very near and dear to you, and you very correctly just took it as a, a starting point as a stepping stone to finding success with it. And so I, I don't think that, uh, you know, your your ability to take that negative and turn it back into a positive is really at the heart of it, you know. And, and it's good of you to give credit to, to everybody else who, who helped you out with this, but but ultimately you're the guy at the heart of this project, so, so we want you to make sure that you take some of that credit for yourself too. Thanks. I guess it's, it's never really something I, I look at and have to, like, you know, take credit for. It's like, you know, I just love doing it. I love doing this. This is so much fun for me. And I know when I get that first sample in my hand, it's going to be awesome. And once everything ships, I'm going to know, like, like you know, I made it. But um, 
it's just it's just cool to to keep doing it. I, I just wanted to keep doing it. I just wanted to keep working on it. I had so much fun the first time working on it that I just I didn't want to stop. I wanted to keep going. So the Kickstarter was just a, a means to get me to keep going. Listen, just just because I'm I'm here, you know, doing all the the work behind the scenes. It's 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 not just me that makes it happen. Without you know all of you guys, who knows if it would have funded a second time. So. But at the end of the day, it did, and I couldn't have done it without everyone. So uh, I'm in, incredibly grateful to all of you guys who, who helped make this thing possible because, you know, there's a lot of over 700 people that placed orders, pledged, placed orders, and, you know, added tons of funds to help make this thing come true. And it, it's great that there are so many people that, you know, believed in this, you know, especially with a lot of Kickstarters kind of souring people's opinions and things like that. Like, yeah. it was a really tough time. I didn't I didn't launch this in the in the heyday of crowdfunding. I I did it in a time where, you know, we saw in 2018, a lot of projects not fund and, you know, more projects didn't fund than than funded. So it was a really challenging time. And I feel like based on the communication and, and the product that I had to, to offer and it really helped people kind of believe in it. And those people that believed in it spread the word and made other people believe in it. And that, that is what, what really made this all possible. So it, it was definitely an, an uphill battle and I don't think it's going downhill now as far as ease. I just think it has plateaued as far as ease. So it, I ran up that hill and my legs are burning, but now I can kind of walk a little bit and and take that rest because now it's 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 there and we just got to make it possible. So work, you know, working with a great factory, you guys, it, it, cats out of the bag now. You, everyone knows I'm working with Dave Proctor, who you know you you say that name and that right away is a vote of confidence to everyone because they know what he does and what he has produced and what he's delivered. Mm. So you know, and Dave couldn't be more psyched about this project and the factory is incredibly excited about this project and to, to start working on it so everyone's been great so far and it's going to be really awesome to work firsthand with dave and the factory uh to get this all done and it's it's just going to be awesome from here on out obviously there's there's most likely going to be snags there always is in product development you know you don't really see it from big companies like hasbro and mattel because they either bully the factory or they just pay more money to, to get it done. You know, so hopefully there's, there's not any snags. If there are snags, we can work through them, but talking with Dave, he's confident that we can hit the year delivery date and get these things out to people. The last thing I want is a project that goes for a year and a half, two years and doesn't deliver. I want this to sort of set the bar and, you know, be the one that, that says, look, it, it can be done. And then, when it comes out and it delivers on time, you know, even if there is a little delay, it makes people believe in Kickstarters a little more. So if, if there is a creator out there who does a, a Kickstarter correctly and has a good factory and there's good communication that these projects can come to life and, and maybe bring back that confidence in crowdfunding again. And hopefully it uh, gets them to believe in Action Force Wave 2 as well. That too, yeah. I'm hoping Action Force Wave too, because listen, man, I I have plans. I mean, I 
it, and it's not just the figures. I, I don't, I don't, this isn't just going to be about the figures. This is going to be about action force is going to become a brand. Like this is going to be something that is a big brand. At least that's my goal. So, you know, I've been working real closely with uh, Bill Nidro uh, on, on the comic and the future of the comic and where that's going to go and ideas we have. So we're working very hard on that. I know, you guys only saw that one issue, that trigger issue, which was, you know, just for uh, NJCC. But I, I know people want the issue, so I'm working on getting that out. We're working on the Eclipse issue is being colored right now. I'm working on the cover, illustrating the cover for that. So I'm hoping to get that wrapped up. A buddy of mine's working on the Steel Brigade issue, and he's taking forever, so I got to get on him about that. <laughs> but, you know, we're expanding the story, and we want there to be so much more to it so that this year that you're waiting for the product to get done, there is action force content that will be coming out to, to keep it on your radar and to keep you wanting more. Um, you know, I've got other ideas on cool announcements and surprises and things like that, because when Joe Fest comes around, Ed asked if I would do a panel and I was like, wow, that's amazing that you would want me to do a panel. So I was very taken back by that. And I'm, I'm really excited to, to, set up an action force panel and i want there to be you know some sort of cool reveal and surprises for that panel at joe fest so i'm trying to you know set up some surprises for that as well so lots of lots of things coming lots of things they won't action force will not be quiet during this year of production we'll be loud very loud good deal i also want to give some some credit for the the revival there to the band shalimar who gave us the theme song for your your episode second time around? Ah, a all big, right. Big hit from 1979. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Shalimar. <laughs> we got through that episode and, and that song started to play, and my my brother pretty well lost his mind. So that was that was my gauge on that one. Got to Amazing. Leave, leave him with a good hit on that one. Amazing. But. You mentioned Steel Brigade, Bobby. I'm happy that you get to fill yet another shelf with more Steel Brigade figures in a new scale. I'm sure you noticed that this past week, the mobile app game, G.I. Joe War on Cobra, finally dropped in the U.S. And if you look in that game, you will see uh, a group of four troopers on the G.I. Joe side named the Steel Battalion. And I was wondering what you thought about that. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, well, all right, let's, let's get ready for this. Um, In one word. <laughs> well, it's, I don't know for sure if me obtaining this, the Steel Brigade trademark had anything to do with that. Because if it, listen, if it did, I will laugh a very evil laugh for a very long time about it. But, you know, I, I thought about it and it's like, yes, I'd love to sit here and take credit. Like, yeah, I showed them, look, I took it. Now they can't use it. And now this is a direct response to not being able to use it. I'm trying to remember when, you know, I, I got the trademark in uh, very early 2019. So... They probably had this in development for I don't know how long. There was an announcement of it being over in the UK or Canada or something like that. 
uh, months back. So oh, yeah. someone would have to tell me like when this went into production, this game, I don't know how long something like that takes, but if they called it steel battalion because I got steel brigade, that would be phenomenal. <laughs> um, you know, I thought when I got steel brigade, it was, it wasn't one of those things where I was directly trying to hurt Hasbro. Everyone no, no, knows no. that Steel Brigade is my all-time favorite Joe. So that's why I got it. I got it because it's my favorite Joe. And I didn't do it to get back at them. You know, yeah, it was great. I was able to get it. But I never had malicious intent as my, my main priority for getting it. So I forgot where I was going with that. But, you know, they uh, – oh, so where I was going was, you know, I knew the – there's no one left there that even knows what Steel Brigade is. So, you know, me, Daryl, Mark Weber, you know, there's one guy that maybe knows. Uh, well, John Warden knows, but John Warden has turned his back on G.I. Joe, and he's a Transformers guy. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, there's another guy that kind of handles the, the publishing side with IDW. He might know what Steel Brigade is, but I don't think it's on his radar to the point where he's like, oh, let's put Steel Brigade in there. I think maybe what happened was they were working on characters they wanted to put in, and the game developer said, oh, well, what if we put Steel Brigade in? And it went to Hasbro, and Hasbro looked into Hasbro Legal looked into the trademarks, and they looked at it like, oh, someone's working on something. Someone has an application in. We're not even going to bother. You're going to have to change the name. And that that sort of thing has been done in the past all the time. Like, look at when 25th Anniversary came out, Nemesis Enforcer became Nemesis Immortal. I don't yeah. know what the story was there, but that's kind of one of those things where they'll search a name. They'll say if it's available or not. I don't think I'll ever know the real answer unless one of the game guys reaches out to me and says, hey, listen. We wanted to use it, but we couldn't. And, you know, you're the reason why. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I'll ever know. But if anyone knows anyone at the game developer or, or wants to reach out to the game developers and ask them why they didn't use Steel Brigade, we can get to the bottom of this somehow. <laughs> but I'm not going to push for it. You know, I got a good laugh out of it because, you know, a lot of people in the community sent me texts or messages like, hey, they're called Steel Battalion. You did this. <laughs> anyway, I, I laughed, but... You know, at the end of the day, I don't know. Did I really, you know, they're not going to make figures based on the game. You know, you guys will be lucky if you see a second year of the six inch line. So, you know, I doubt they'll ever get to Steel Brigade. But, hey, I'll take a little bit of credit for it. I'll tell you, you'll, you'll get to Steel Brigade. They, they they probably won't get to Steel Battalion, though. No, nah, no. Nah. It, it doesn't look anything like the Steel Brigade. It, they just look like kind of your generic troops yeah so i'm sure it was just something that they they tried to attach the label and then somebody said oh you can't call them steel brigade we gotta call them something else uh battalion Mm -hmm. whatever i'll tell you what well even if they did call them that if they listen at the end of the day they have every right to call them steel brigade because my trademark isn't for games it's it's not for video games right so if they want, maybe they, they could, or maybe there's another video game out there that, that calls something Steel Brigade. I don't know. Mm. But, you know, if, if they were to call them Steel Brigade and put out the vintage looking Steel Brigade guys, 
I'd call my attorney and say, look, they're doing this. And she'd say, you can't do anything about it. It's not your trademark doesn't cover video games. That's all right. We'll wait till they try to put toys out, which they're not going to. But you want to put them out in games? Go right ahead. I'm not going <laughs> to stop you. Yeah. Again, but, even then, I, I like I said, they they don't look anything like them. So it, yeah. it's just a yeah. They're not yeah. They're not. They're just wearing generic helmets. It's not like they're wearing full face masks. So it is a one yeah. word connection, and that's all. Mm-hmm. But it it's fun to speculate though. <laughs> oh yeah, it is. It's very fun. It's very fun. So, Bobby, like before it. we bring it in the before we bring it into the station, man, what you drinking tonight? It's whiskey. It's not bourbon. <laughs> Which some people some people will say, but whiskey is bourbon. No, 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 no. All bourbons are whiskeys. Not all whiskeys are bourbons. Yes. Exactly. So I grabbed the, my Crystal Skull vodka, and I, I was thinking about vodka tonight. But I bought uh, Crown Royal came out with a salted caramel whiskey, and I was wow. like, well, that's just lightning in a bottle right there. So. I bought it and it was fantastic. I usually don't like the flavored stuff, yeah. but this was fantastic. So it's just crown and ginger, salted caramel crown and ginger. Nice. Uh, with a couple with a couple bourbon cherries. So it's a good drink. Nice. Take good it care of yourself on a Thursday. Hey, you know, I don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you went and made this sad. <laughs> oh no. I have a job. Listen, I'm going to be working all day tomorrow. That's I got to finish the camo pattern for the Urban Trooper. You know, I had a, a camo pattern set in mind because I, I I wasn't sure what the factory can do, and camo, you know, gets very costly. But then, uh, you know, Marauder Task Force had to come out with their unbelievably camoed njcc exclusive figure and i picked it up and i was like well <laughs> and you know for those of you who don't know it's this i'm using the same factory it's the same factory that the marauder task force is at so dave said hey you got to step up camo game so i said well you tell me to go higher i'm gonna jump so you know i, I worked with uh, the guy who did my logos who's a very good graphic designer and he helped put together uh, a file for the camo pattern. Now I'm laying it on the figure and figuring out the placement, and then I'll send it over to Dave and say, all right, this is what I, what I want to do. Is it too much? Do I have to rein it back a little bit? So i got to work on that. One thing Dave did tell me was they have the ability to do the inkjet face printing deco, oh, nice. just like you see on the Marvel Legends and the Star Wars Black Series. So when you see that very realistic look to the faces – Action Force figures will have that. So, wow. you know, there's a, a process to do that. You have to actually kind of render over the, the sculpt and put those shadows in, and you know, all those nuances around the eyes and things like that. So uh, I put to, have to put that together uh, for I, I just finished Condor the other day. And now I got to finish the other characters and send those off to Dave as well. So, you know, like I said, I got to start doing, you know, Eclipse cover and, you know, Eclipse and, and, and packaging art. And setting up the size for the packaging, it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, lots to do, man. Job. Lots to do. Lots to do. And then it's like because of the you know I watch the kids on Mondays and Tuesdays, so it's like it's really just like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday are like my full days. Uh, besides, you know, at, at nighttime, it's a big juggling act getting it all done. But now, hey, 
one man show I'm sitting there on the corner beating my drum playing my guitar hit my tambourine all at the same time you know that's right man it's like you got the the harness with the trombone holding in front exactly. of you exactly a symbol on yep. inside of each leg and yep yep those little harmonica things like billy joel's got and yeah man got it all yep bells got on all. my shoes you know it <laughs> you know it anything else before you pull this one into the station bobby at the end of the day i want the gi joe six inch figures to do really well mm. i would love for the snake eyes movie to be good i'd love for the snake eyes product to be good if i had to bet it's not but at the end of the day i want the brand to survive because if gi joe does well i think action force will do well so you know yes i can live and survive without them but i think we all sort of help each other in an odd way mm. so we'll we'll see but and you know what i like i like that people are talking about joe again you know even if it's fake news jazz wear stuff people yeah. are, are talking about joe and you know, this six-inch line. Yes, the six-inch line is happening. Yeah, it's happening. Talking Joe is great. So we'll see. But that's that. All right, my friend. We will put a pin in it there. For everybody at home, make sure you get on to the Action Force Crowd Ox. Get your selections in for your Kickstarter pledge. Yes. Uh, and maybe throw yourself an extra figure or an extra act, uh, weapons pack or or, or something else along the line to help Eclipse happen. If you are new to Action Force, God knows, if you listen to this program and you haven't heard of Action Force, do you really listen to this program? But anyways, if you're new to it, by all means, get in there. Uh, check out the, the product. Uh, head to voliverse.com for more details and, and, uh, and just uh, get in on the original six-inch military action figure line. Uh, Bobby Vallis, say yeah. good night to the people. Please. Good night, everyone. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has pledged on Kickstarter, placed orders on Crowdox, up their orders from the end to, to now. Thank you to everyone who's going to place additional orders. Thank you so much to everybody uh, who made this all possible. And, you know, we're going to end on a really great note. So thank you. Good night. I'll drink to that. This has been special edition number 70. Have a great evening.
not a huge fan of the McGriddle. But really, but with the, when they put the little the McChicken, the the chicken McGriddle. Okay. Holy cow! I could eat those every day. I haven't had the chicken McGriddle. All it is is a chicken patty on the between the two McGriddles. That's all it is. Really? But it is fantastic. Well, that sounds excellent. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's a little spicy, and then you get the, the griddle with the fake maple taste and the it something about it. It's awesome. Wow. Huh. It's awesome. Sounds amazing. Yeah, doesn't even kill you on calories. $1.49. Wow. Yeah. Huh? You got to hit that huh. up, man. Oh, I'm going to try that. You got to hit that up. 